In this week's episode, we go shopping in the grocery aisle of our mind. Bringing hope and healing. It's your source for personal growth, mental health, and interesting ideas. Thoughtful Mind with Svi. Here's your host, Svi Hilsenrath. And welcome back to Thoughtful Mind with Svi. I'm your host, Svi Hilsenrath. Before we get into this week's episode, I do want to mention again that I am on Instagram with the handle Thoughtful Mind with Svi. Go check that out. There's exclusive content there every day. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about how we can pick out the thoughts and emotions that work for us in our day-to-day life. There are helpful and unhelpful thoughts and emotions. You'll notice I didn't say positive and I didn't say negative. Not all positive emotions and thoughts are helpful. Not all negative emotions and thoughts are unhelpful. So instead of dividing things into negative and positive, we're going to look at helpful and unhelpful. By that, I simply mean that there are times when having too much of a positive emotion will stop us from growing in the way that we need to. It'll keep us satisfied and complacent. And rather than push ourselves forward into the future, we stay stuck where we are. On the other hand, a negative emotion such as guilt or dissatisfaction can often be the reason that we go ahead and create change in our life, can be the impetus to create the change that we need in order to obtain the life that we want. But today we're going to be talking about unhelpful, specifically negative thoughts. And so unhelpful negative emotions might be things like anxiety, feeling overwhelmed, depression, extreme sadness. All of these can freeze us where we are and don't necessarily serve a helpful purpose. The first thing we're going to need to do is notice that we're having these negative emotions. This is where something like mindfulness can be handy. Mindfulness being aware of everything about us in this moment, ourselves and the world around us. Noticing that we are having a negative emotion is a completely different topic that we're not going to go into today, but it is the first step toward addressing the fact that we are having the emotion that is getting in our way. If we don't know that we have a problem, we're not going to change things. We're not going to fix it. Once we do notice it, we're going to try and identify the thoughts behind the emotion. And so, for example, if someone is feeling anxious, perhaps what is behind it is, there are so many things I need to do. I don't believe that I have enough time to do all of them. And now I am stuck deciding which of these things to do I am frozen, I am feeling anxious. Perhaps if a person is feeling down, what's happening is their thought is, I am not enough, I am not good enough, I am not of value to myself, other people, or the world, I am feeling down. So again, step one, notice the emotion. Step two, notice the thoughts behind the emotion. Now we come to the writing piece. Okay, get a piece of paper. Put a line down the middle, the long way, of the page. On the left-hand side, you write unhelpful. On the right-hand side, you write helpful. We're going to do a technique called replacement. So, on the left-hand side of the page, under unhelpful, you write, I am not enough. I am terrible. A very common one, for example, is a person goes into a meeting. They feel like they haven't contributed. I hear this from many, many clients, and they leave the meeting feeling not enough, feeling not good about themselves, questioning themselves, their value, their life choices. All of this can be unhelpful. If the person takes this as a reason to make change in their life, study up on their job, get better at it, 
if they're not good enough, take a cold clinical look at their life and see if they really do need improvement, a non-judgmental stance. If that's what happens, then that's helpful. But oftentimes that's not what happens. Oftentimes what happens is that people get down, they get stuck, this is unhelpful. And so write all of these thoughts on the left-hand side of the page. I am no good. I am of no value. What was I thinking? I'm never going to get anywhere. Things are never going to get better. All of these are unhelpful thoughts that go on the left-hand side of the page. Now, we're going to label these thoughts. What are these thoughts called? And here's a way to think about it. If I go to the store and I want to make pasta sauce, I don't look at the pasta sauce itself. I go and I look at the cans. I look at the jars. I look at the labels that tell me what is inside that jar. This is the Stop and Shop brand tomato sauce. I'm not looking at the tomato sauce itself. I'm looking at the label that tells me what's inside. And so for our thoughts, we give them a label. We can call this, for example, self-doubt. We can call this unrealistic expectations of myself. We can call this my parents' negative voice. Whatever label you want to give it. What we are doing is we are creating some space between the thought and ourselves. By putting a label on the thought by not addressing the content of the thought, what would be the sauce, but looking at the way we think about that thought, what would be the label, will create space between the thought and ourselves, and we are not as attached to the thought, it doesn't feel as real to us as when we are focusing on the content of the thought itself. I tell my clients all the time, just because you think or feel something doesn't make it true, but when you are dealing with the content of the thought, it's very hard to not see it as true. By creating a label, by putting some distance between us and the thought itself, it is easier to see that this is just a thought, not necessarily a reality. Now we come to the right-hand side of the page. We want to reverse and adjust. And so, I find in this kind of situation, it's important to not only find the opposite of the unhelpful thought, but to adjust it to what works for us. And so, for example, the opposite of I have no value, I'm never going to get good enough. This kind of thought is not, I am amazing, I am fantastic. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe that's what works for you. But for most people, when they're in that place, jumping too far is unhelpful. Jumping too far is unrealistic, and it doesn't work because it doesn't feel authentic. Jerry Seinfeld said that the skill of a comedian is to set up a joke like a canyon. Imagine a canyon like in the Roadrunner cartoons. The comedian's job is to help the audience jump from one side of the canyon, the setup, to the other side of the canyon, the punchline. If those two are too close together, if there's not enough of a leap of logic between the two, it's not funny because there's no skill. Anybody can jump over that. If it's too far apart, well, then the audience is not going to follow and they're not going to find that funny either. You want to get the two sides of the canyon far enough apart where it's funny, but not so far apart that you lose the audience. It's the same thing here. Here, we want to make the helpful thought far enough away from the unhelpful negative thought so that it's helpful, but not so far that we don't believe it. And so, for example, in our scenario, the opposite of there's so much to do, I'm not going to get it all done would be, well, there is a lot to do. I am able to prioritize and I'm able to do enough for today. Not everything's going to get done, but that doesn't make me a bad person. That doesn't make me lacking. I am good enough today. That is a helpful thought. That is something that can help somebody accomplish and grow and feel better about themselves and take away that anxiety. On the job, the helpful thought might be something like, well, 
maybe other people see things I do not. They keep inviting me to these meetings. I keep getting praised for what I say. And yes, maybe I say things that aren't that smart. Maybe I sometimes come up short, but overall, I'm doing a good job. Again, that's not so far away by saying, I am fantastic, I am amazing, and then you lose it. It feels too unreal, too untrue, too far from where we are. Self-affirmation, which is what we're talking about in part, studies show it only helps when we believe it to be true. And so we want to take where we are and make it a little bit better, but not so far that we don't believe it. And then we do the same thing. We label this. And so if the unhelpful thought is self-doubt, the helpful thought might be belief in self. All right, now we come to the fun part. In this part, what we do is we close our eyes, we take a deep breath, center ourselves, and now we're going to visualize ourselves in an actual grocery aisle. Imagine you are holding a can or a jar, and inside this jar, which is open in your visualization, it's okay, you see the thoughts, the unhelpful thoughts. You see them as words inside the jar. You close the jar, you look at the label. What does it say? It says self-doubt. In your mind, make this label as real as possible. See the jar, see the can in your mind. Give the label color, give it a logo. And then in your mind, with visualization, visualize yourself putting it back on the shelf. You turn your gaze to the side, you see the can of helpful thoughts, self-belief. You pull that off the shelf. You open that up. What's inside? You look at the thoughts and you carry those with you away from the grocery aisle. By adding this extra layer, by adding the visualization piece, you can make it more real for yourself. You can hold on to it longer. Now, what I want to mention is that with all of these exercises, all of these replacement exercises, the visualization, the writing, this is not a one-time exercise you do and suddenly everything's better. It's about the repetition. It's sometimes daily, sometimes a few times a week, sometimes a few times a day. Whatever it is, in the same way that if you're doing weightlifting, just lifting weights once will not make you stronger. It is the repetitive nature of weightlifting that works to create the stronger muscles. It is the same thing with the mind and with the heart. It is not doing this exercise once that creates the strength within yourself. It is the repetitive nature of it. Maybe you don't need to do the writing piece every day. Some people find the visualization easier. Do that. Whatever it is, whatever the easier piece is, do that multiple times. Do that over the course of days, not necessarily all in one day. And you will find through the repetitive nature of it that it starts to make change within yourself. It's the same principle that we spoke about when we spoke about gratitude. It's not sitting down and doing gratitude lists once. It is the repetitive nature of it that starts to change how people view the world. I hope that you found this exercise helpful. I hope that you start to use it and change your thoughts and your emotions. And until next time, go out, believe in yourself.